Thank you for listening to Elohim Christian Church's podcast. We're a place where imperfect people worship and meet a perfect God. If this is your first time listening, we're located in Richmond Hill in Queens, New York City, and are led by pastors Carlos and Rebecca Medina. If you're looking for a place to worship and to know Jesus, we would love to meet you and see you in person. Find us online at www.elohimchurch.org so we can connect. And now, here's this week's message. So how many are ready for that word for us today? We have a preacher that she is Pentecostal and she's got a word in her heart this morning. Help me welcome Pastor Naomi without sermon. Looking kind of Pentecostal this morning too, right? Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good. And all the time, God is good. And as you rise, and all the time, there we go. Let's give him a hand clap this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dear Lord, we come before you in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, God, for blessing us. We thank you for the salvation of our lives and the forgiveness of our sins. And we thank you, Lord, because when we stepped in this house, your presence was already here. We thank you, Lord, because you've already been ministering. The Holy Spirit has already been moving, confirming, Lord God, what you have for your people today. So, Father, I remove myself this morning and I ask you, God, to use me as a mere instrument, Lord God to bring the word that you have for your people, Lord God. I pray for open minds and open hearts in this moment, Lord Jesus. And let us receive what you have for us this morning, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. I'm going to read this morning from the second book of Chronicles, chapter 20. Praise the Lord. Very familiar story. Second Chronicles chapter 20. We're going to read verses 1 through 4. And it reads like this, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. After this, the Moabites, the Ammonites, and some of the Meunites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom and from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Hazan, Tamar, that is Engedi. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord and he proclaimed the fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Church says, amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. This morning, I just, the title of the sermon is Weapons of Warfare. Weapons that God has given us and how we are going to use these. Amen. When we think of warfare, we think of war. We think 
of states, nations coming into conflict, different groups going at one another, right, using military weapons. But that's not the type of war we're talking about today. The type of war I'm going to talk to you about today is the war of a spiritual battle. As Christians, we are in spiritual battles of some sort on a daily basis. Our spiritual battles and warfare are real. And even though we cannot physically see the attacker, we know that it is a real attack. We can feel it within ourselves. But I want to remind you this morning, I want you to know that God has equipped us with spiritual weapons and we need to learn how to use these weapons in order to fight these daily battles that we are facing, amen? In the reading of Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles, we read that Jehoshaphat, we learned that he was a good king. And not only was he a good king, but he was a faithful worshiper. He loved God, and because he loved God, he was known as one of the greatest kings because he followed God's commands. And during his reign, he continued his work from his father Asa, the former king, and he continued a reformation. He wanted to bring change into Judah, amen? He, he started tearing down high places. He brought down poles of idols he started to purge out everything that was not pleasing to God because he declared that Judah would be for God amen he wasn't a perfect man we learned that he did make mistakes and if you read in chapters before about King Jehoshaphat there was a time of war and in that decision almost cost him his life, but God spared him, amen? And from that experience, Jehoshaphat had decided in his heart that he, along with the people of Judah and Jerusalem, would continue to put God at the very center of their lives. God's path had to be the only way they followed. Jehoshaphat brought change. And he began to teach the people of God to stop worshiping idols, to stop worshiping other things that could not edify their life. And the changes that Jehoshaphat made in the land were good and they were pleasing to God. But how many of you know that when we start doing things that are pleasing to God, when we set in our minds that change needs to happen in our lives, God is pleased, but the enemy is not. And as we read in the previous verses, right, it says that the Moabites, the Ammonites, the Menunites, they all came and they waged war on Jehoshaphat. Amen. But you see, just like Jehoshaphat, God has saved you and he has saved me. And we too have decided that in this change, we're going to put God first, right? We have decided to walk this walk, amen? But we're going to face, we're going to take this on. We're going to take this battle on, amen? But we must prepare ourselves for this war. The spiritual war that the enemy has waged upon you is a real war. And I'm talking about these daily wars, struggles that we continuously go through. From the time that our feet hit the floor, 
Some of us struggle in our minds. Some of us are struggling with our children. Our spouses disrupt our day. <laughs> I love my husband. Amen. But he knows, he knows. In the morning, I have a routine. And let me tell you something. The enemy will go at anything to disrupt. And that's a war. He doesn't want you to give God the thanks. Part of my morning is to worship the Lord, to go into prayer, to do my daily routine. If that's disrupted, it bothers me. What? You know? And he's here. He can attest to that, right? But we can't allow that. We can't even give the enemy an inch. We can't allow the enemy to disrupt. And, be, and because of that, you have to be careful because if you start your day off like that, your whole entire day is going to be disrupted. And the enemy is going to be shouting and having victory, and you are going to be in, in a miserable state of mind. Amen? So Ephesians 6.12 says, For the struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. The Bible says that Jehoshaphat received a warning. Amen. Some people came and told him that the enemy has come to fight, and they were close. And at that moment, Jehoshaphat became afraid. In our moments of struggles and hard times, we too hear whispers in our ears, right? We too, the enemy, know, we know that the enemy will stop at nothing to try and confuse us and put fear in us. We become afraid. And I believe that here, the spirit of fear was trying to consume Jehoshaphat's heart. I believe that here, he became afraid. But I also believe that in an instant, in an instant, he knew what he had to do. The Bible goes right in it. He didn't order his army to prepare for war. He didn't plan a sneak attack. He didn't go and, and, and start making plans and pulling out weapons of war. No, he went into his spiritual war room. How many know what I'm talking about? He went into that war room and he reached for some spiritual weapons that God had equipment, equipped him with. And I want to tell you that God has prepared us for war. And the enemy will try to tell you this battle is a losing one. Stop trying to, to, to fix it. Stop trying to get involved, right? There's nothing that you can do, but there is something. We too have been equipped. We too can fight against the enemy that, that has declared war upon us. And what did Jehoshaphat do? The Bible says that he resolved in his heart. He resolved, meaning I'm going to do something about it. I'm not going to put my hands in it. 
I'm not going to state my opinion. I'm going to go and inquire to the Lord. I'm going to go to God in prayer. And he went and he opened that spiritual arsenal. And he opened up and he pulled out every prayer that he knew how to pray. He went on his knees before the Lord. And he said, God, what's going on? The Bible doesn't specifically say what he prayed, but it said he prayed. And I want to encourage you this morning. It's not the size of your army, right? It's not what you can do, it's what you will do. It's how you react. We're so quick to say, wait, I know what I'm going to do. Wait, I'm going to solve this problem. I got this. Let me call so-and-so. Let me get this. Let me, let me pull this out. Stop. Let us, find, let us do what Jehoshaphat said. And, it's, and we know that it's only through God's intervention that he will protect us in that situation. Jehoshaphat knew God is the only one who's going to protect us here. I know that sometimes the situation that you're in may seem impossible. It may seem like you're being attacked on all sides. But I want to encourage you. Put your focus on God. Realign yourself with God. Take your focus off the fear. Pray first and allow God to go in. The Bible says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by what? By prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Prayer is a weapon that allows us to connect with God. Prayer realigns our hearts with his. Hallelujah. Prayer needs to become part of our defensive mechanism to defeat the enemy and his schemes but in order to do that prayer has to be part of your daily i want to encourage you don't wait until you find yourself in a situation. Don't wait until you find yourself struggling in a battle. Don't wait until you find yourself in a place, in a hard place to go before God. This is a weapon that God has instilled in us from the beginning. He has showed us, he showed his disciples how to pray. He shows us how to pray. We know how to pray. All you have to do is go before him on your knees and ask. And don't wait till you go to the church. Oh, when I get to church, I'm going to pray about this. In that moment, bow before the presence of the Lord. As a teacher, there have been many times where I find myself in my classroom. I've been blessed with a restroom in my classroom and I go and I into that restroom and I close the door and I begin to call out when I'm going through some hard situations. I'm not going to, I can't wait till I reach the church. God is everywhere. God will hear me where I am in the restroom of my school, in my house, in the church, in the gasoline station, in my car. God will hear me. He will hear you. Prayer, hopes, prayer helps us to focus on what's important. 
and it helps us to remain hopeful in dark times. When you pray, it connects you with God on a deeper level. And it helps you to deal with the difficult emotions and the situations in your life. There is power in prayer. Say amen this morning. Hallelujah. When you pray, you will feel comfort and peace. When you pray, you will begin to develop a stronger relationship with God. When you pray, you receive strength and wisdom to combat the difficult times. When you pray, the Holy Spirit will remind you of God's promises and his faithfulness and when you pray the enemy has to flee Jehoshaphat's first weapon of war was prayer and he learned to rely on God and he taught his people the same and we need to follow that same example don't be afraid don't get anxious go to God in prayer hallelujah and then the Bible says that Jehoshaphat he stood up after he prayed and he stood up in front of all of Judah and Jerusalem and he began to reaffirm what God had said he would do. He began to hold God at his word. And that's that second spiritual weapon I want to I want to tell you that we have God's infallible word, his truth. We can go to God and speak out his word, amen? And in verse six, if you see, he says, Yahweh, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? And do you not rule over the kingdoms of the nation? Power and might are in your hand and no one can stand against you. Are you not the God who drove out inhabitants of this land before your people of Israel and who gave it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? Here, Jehoshaphat is reminding God of who he is. But I'm here to tell you, he doesn't need you to remind him who he is. But I believe that here, Jehoshaphat did this to remind himself and to remind the people of God. He said it out vocally. He began to reaffirm and he said, let's remember who God is in our lives. Let's remember his word. Hallelujah. Let's believe what he has said. Hallelujah. The promises that he said from the time of his father Solomon to the people hallelujah let's begin to believe hallelujah he stood on the word of God and God had already acted for the chosen people and God began to listen I have to believe that God was listening already and if you continue to read you're gonna see how he prayed not only did he speak but he also prayed with both knowledge and understanding and he held on to God's word and he pleaded with God and he said God we need you to deliver us hallelujah when you are faced with struggles and trials grab on to the word of God and begin to declare God's word over your situation hallelujah we don't know in verse 12 it says sorry 
he, it says, Jehoshaphat's faith was put in action. In verse 12, he says, our God, will you not judge them for the power, for we are powerless. Both this vast number that continues to fight against us. They couldn't do it on their own. We can't do this on our own. We have accepted Christ in our life. We have accepted that change needs to occur in our life. We have begun to pray and we have to hold on to God's promises and his word. The more we read God's word, the deeper we will go into understanding his power. Hallelujah. And as he began to pray, as you begin to pray, I want to encourage you this morning. Hold on to God's words when anxiety begins to attack you. Many people, many of us, hallelujah, face situations and we get anxious. But the Bible says again, as I said before, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And what happens? The peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart. When financial stress bears down, use God's promises over your life. Philippians 4:19 says, "And my God will meet all my needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus." When sickness strikes, speak healing over your body. Speak the word of God from Isaiah 53:5 that says, "But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities, and the punishment that brought us peace was on him." And by his wounds, we are healed. When you are not sure what to do, go into the word of God and ask him for wisdom. James 1.5 says, if you lack, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you. God's promises are yes and amen. God's promises are yes and amen. So I want to encourage you that in every battle, let's follow Jehoshaphat's example. Let's use those weapons that God has equipped us with. Before the, go before the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah. Tell him what you're going through. Of course he knows, but when we speak it out, there is power in confession. Hallelujah. Tell him how you feel. Hallelujah. Surrender it all to him. Hallelujah. Believe God's word. Hallelujah. Learn how to use this word as your weapon. Learn. Our church has so many resources. Come to Bible Institute. Come to the connect groups. Get with somebody and say, hey, do you want to do a Bible study with me? There's so many resources. We Google everything. Google a Bible study. Hallelujah. Get in the word of God and get the word of God in you.
get to know who God is and declare his promises over your life, over your family's life, over your children's life, over this church. Declare his promises. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that as Jehoshaphat prayed and the people prayed alongside with him, you're not alone in your struggles. You're not alone. You have a praying church. You have pastors who will pray with you. You have friends, family who will pray with you. And the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord came over, I might chop his name up, Jahaziel. And he said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Hallelujah. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours. Say this with me. The battle is not yours, but God's. Hallelujah. And then he furthers on and he gives them instructions. And he tells them, tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up past of Z's and you will find them at the edge of the gorge in the desert of Jurel. You will not have to fight this battle. Hallelujah. Take up your position, said the Lord. Stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord, Judah and Jerusalem. And he says, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. Hallelujah. The Lord will be with you in your tomorrow. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid of what tomorrow may bring. Stand firm on the promises of God. Stand firm in prayer. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. You don't walk alone hallelujah God promises to be with you hallelujah hallelujah and Jehoshaphat believed God for his word because he did it once and then he did it again he keeps reaffirming he keeps showing Jehoshaphat who he was he keeps showing you who he was who he is in your life he did it once. Don't doubt him. He'll do it again. He knew it. And here we find him. And he takes hold of that weapon. And he takes hold of one of the greatest weapons. Hallelujah. That God could ever equip us with. Hallelujah. In times of battle, let us do what David did in an excellent way. Let us worship. Let us lift up our hands. Let us praise. Let us sing. Hallelujah. He knew that there was nothing left to do but praise God. There's nothing that you can do. There's a song that Andre, no not Andre, Donnie McClurkin sings. And he says, after you've done all you can after you've done all you can oh 
done all you can. You just stand. Stand and trust God. Lift up your hands and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right? Hallelujah. I can't help it. You know I'm a worshiper at heart. Hallelujah. I was created to worship. You and I were created to worship, right? He knew that there was nothing left to do but praise God. Because when the people of God begin to praise God, God will show up. Hallelujah. He begins to draw near us. Hallelujah. When we begin to praise him and lift his name on high, he begins to draw nearer and nearer and nearer to us. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he inhabits in the praise of his people. Hallelujah. So why not praise him? No time for bitterness. No time for questions. Pray. Believe God at his word. And stand up and praise and worship him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so... As they prepared for battle. <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts in this verse. King Jehoshaphat did not place his mightiest warriors in front. As a regular king should do and would be expected to do, right? You put some of your strongest, fiercest, most uh, heavy duty people. Thank you. <laughs> right? Your soldiers. But he did something that the people did not expect. Instead of putting mighty warriors at the front lines, he appointed singers. He appointed Levites to walk in front of the army. And they began to praise God for his holy splendor. Hallelujah. No one questioned it. It might seem crazy at times. Let me get in front of this battle and let me begin to sing. Let me get in front of this problem and let me begin to worship God. Because that's what God wants me to do. Don't worry about who thinks you're crazy. Look at this one. She's singing in a time of craziness. It's okay. God hears you. He inhabits in the praise of his people. Hallelujah. He sees you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible doesn't specifically go into this. But as a worshiper, I could imagine that there was nothing else to worry about at this point. They prayed. They, holded, they held God to his word. He spoke. They were singing. To me, the only concern was what? Are we going to sing? In what key? Where are my worshipers? Where are the worshipers of the house? Oh, but Pastor, Pastor Naomi, I can't sing. I sing in the shower. You sing the song that God puts in your heart. You sing in the time of trouble. Don't allow the enemy to say you don't know how to sing. You lock yourself in with God in your time alone. You pray, you speak his word, and you sing to him. Sing 
to God lift up your hands there is power in worship and praise there's something special happens when you lift up your hands and you your voice begins to come out and resound to the heavenlies hallelujah God's mighty power begins to overwhelm your spirit God begins to affirm to you I'm with you I hear you I got this situation this battle is not yours says the Lord I'm gonna go and fight for you hallelujah And I began to think and I said, Lord, they probably sang a song like the one David said to the Philistines in 1 Samuel 17. He said, you come against me with a sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel. And as they began to sing, the Bible says that God set ambushes against the enemies and they were defeated. Hallelujah. As they began to sing, they saw their enemies falling right before their feet. Hallelujah. As you begin to sing and praise and honor God, the devil has to flee. Hallelujah. That situation will end in the name of Jesus. You rise and you lift up your voice. Hallelujah. You declare that the God of Israel is your God. Hallelujah. And he, he alone, hallelujah, will fight your battles. Hallelujah. He alone, hallelujah, will bring down that mountain. Hallelujah. formed against you shall prosper says the Lord no battle is yours to fight stand says the Lord hallelujah I have equipped you with prayer says the Lord I have equipped you with my word says the Lord I have equipped you to praise and worship me in this time Take out your weapons of war, church. Take them out, hallelujah. Stop hiding them wherever you have them. Stop thinking that they are not at your disposal, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, you are in this house. Hallelujah. You are moving. You are moving. You are moving. And when you lift up your voice, you sing to the Lord. Sing a new song, says the Lord. Sing a song that will honor me. Hallelujah, says the Lord. Sing a song that will lift God's name on high. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In times of struggle and when we're deep in emotion, I want to tell you that the Lord put in my heart to say this morning, stop turning to secular music to, to calm.
calm your emotions. Stop going into secular music to calm you or to make you feel better or to connect with your current situations. I want to tell you that flowers and singing to the moon are not going to get you the deliverance that you need God to do in your life. Hallelujah. You need to begin to create a playlist, a playlist of worship, a playlist that will be at your disposal. Songs that will lift up the name of God on high. Songs that will lift up God's name on high. I got to tell you, this ministered to my heart. And I went right into my phone and my Apple Music and I deleted every piece of music that I like that is secular. It does zero, zero benefit to my life. It has zero benefit over your life. God gave you a voice to praise Him. God gave you hands to praise Him. God gave you a body to move, to stomp your feet, to tell the devil he is a liar, and to praise Him, and to move, and to dance in His presence. Hallelujah. could imagine that song that song that the people of Judah were singing miracles happen when you move healing is coming in this room miracles happen when you move heaven is coming discourage tomorrow go and face them for Yahweh will be with you Yahweh will be with you look at your neighbor and say Yahweh is with you Yahweh is with you Yahweh is with you 
is real. The war is real. Anxiety, depression are real. God wants to meet you in the middle of that war. God says, let me in this morning. I want every head bow and every eye closed. God says this morning, let me take this battle for you. Surrender it to me. Believe me. Believe in me. Believe in my word, says the Lord. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I am your God, your Father. I will be with you until the end. All I need is for you to pray. All I need for you is to stand on my word, declare my promises, and worship me. And I want to tell you that if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you're in the house today, and those of you watching through Facebook, through YouTube, I want to tell you that God will meet you where you are. That God wants to change your life around. Resolve in your heart today. Go with God. And remember, Jehoshaphat prayed and the whole land of Judah and Jerusalem prayed alongside with him. If you need prayer, I promise you, come and you will not be praying alone. You have a church that is praying with you. You have people here who love you. We will pray for you. We will stand in the gap with you. Let the name of the Lord be glorified. Amen and amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. We pray that it blesses and encourages your life.